everyone. It's Allie Corman, Justin Nielsen here with a look at the stock market for Monday, July 31st. And stocks took a little bit of a breather today, Justin, but there were still a number of interesting movers underneath the surface. And it's yet another big week for earnings reports. Yeah, yeah. So it was a fairly tight day. Um, there was a nice little uh, pop at the end of the day. Uh, I mean, we were in negative territory until just like five minutes before we came on. Um, but we'll we'll get into that. And we'll also get into a few stocks, including uh, UiPath, uh, which is in the AI space, uh, United Rentals, still construction, you know, a lot of that looking good. And then also in travel and China, kind of mix the two together. Yeah. We'll look at trip.com. Sounds good. And first, let's take a look at the major indexes today. The Nasdaq up two tenths of a percent. The S&P 500 up a little over one tenth of a percent today. The Dow up three tenths of a percent. And the Russell 2000 leading the way with a gain of nine tenths of a percent. So a bit quiet out there. Maybe some fireworks later in the week, Justin, with earnings from the likes of Apple and Amazon and a lot of software stocks. Yeah, so there's definitely going to be a lot to watch, but I kind of like the action uh, that I saw today. Uh, you know, fairly tight, fairly mild, quiet, uh, especially after the Thursday and Friday that we had last week. Um, right. I, I, th I think that was that was a good <laughs> good thing to have. A, a little bit of quieting down. Let's uh, digest. You know, let's think about what we've done and <laughs> kind yeah. of consider that and cool uh, the jets a little. Exactly right. So you know, very very quiet action. Again, there was a nice pop at the end of the day, but. Um, you know, you've, you've got everything kind of, we've got all the indexes rowing in the same direction. Mm -hmm. um, we've got a lot of uh, stocks looking good. We've got the breadth improving. So, you know, there's a lot to be said for this, for this market. The one thing that we keep on getting a little bit cautious on is, hey, we've had a big move already. Seasonally, uh, we're getting into August. September, those tend to be a little bit weaker uh, in terms of months, again, just going back historically. Uh, so this would be a good time to digest those gains. It would be a good time to pause and potentially have a strong October. We remember that, you know, way back in October of last year, that's actually when we bottomed after a big, you know, CPI report came out and uh, the in indexes all rebounded very quickly from that, uh, you know, ugly ugly uh, initial reaction, mm -hmm. um, you know, and so I think maybe some traders are, again, going to enjoy the rest of their summer and, and wait until uh, some of that action happens uh, and, and picks up in October. But you can never count on that because mm -hmm. there are always those cases where the market does something different. The market, you know, maybe bucks its usual trend. Yeah. And if you're late to the game, uh, or if you sell everything, you know, I mean, imagine if you had sold in May and gone right, away exactly. this year, yeah, that's that would have been a disaster. Say. So you, you, yeah. you want to just stay engaged, um, you know, and, and be watching the market day by day, analyze what's happening and, uh, make your decisions accordingly rather than going by, Hey, this is what typically happens. And I'm going to expect that to happen this time. Always be aware when it's kind of doing a little something different. Mm -hmm. And in terms of exposure right now, the market's been pretty great and it mm -hmm. seems like there's been a lot of leading stocks making progress new buying opportunities but what about adding on new exposure here it seems like maybe not the best time to be doing that given with uh you know how extended we potentially are again not extended as we were uh, not too long ago on the 19th, closing 
8.2% above the 50 day. We're now 5.8% above that level here now. Uh, but in terms of being in sync with the market and, and making new buys, how are you approaching that? Well, I'm, I'm, I'm making buys to stocks that I already own, you know, so I'm adding exposure to mm -hmm. stocks that I already own. And so the way that I look at it is, yes, I'm going to drive my average cost up a little bit, but I'm, I'm managing that. I'm keeping it to where I'm not driving it up too much. And what that will allow me to do is potentially put some more money to work in the winning stocks that right. I already have. I've got, you know, 20% gains in some, you know, 50% gains in some. So just adding a little bit more to those. Uh, and look, if, if we're extended and these buys don't work out, then I can just trim yeah. off those last buys and get right back to where I was. Uh, we always kind of look at it as a last in, first out type of accounting method. And psychologically, psychologically that kind of lets you say, okay, that last decision, that one didn't work out. But the ones that I made before are all still intact. And so right. uh, it kind of allows you to keep those positions. But yeah, it is a little bit tough to make brand new buys because you're either buying something that's extended and you know the, the, a lot of the leaders are or you're buying something where you've got to wonder well gosh if it's breaking out now why didn't it why is it breaking out so late you know things have been running for so long now there's always those uh kind of counter cyclical names or sector right. rotation that exactly. happens exactly yep. so it's not to say that there aren't opportunities there are um, mm -hmm. but you just have to, it, it gets a little bit tougher when you get, the, get these names that maybe their relative strength isn't as strong because they've been basing while the indexes have been moving uh, so much. So it, it becomes a little bit trickier, but there's still things out there. There's still that sector rotation, bringing new names to the surface and some areas that we were kind of afraid of, like China, for instance, um, you know, there's names that are coming up in there. So yeah. uh, it, it doesn't mean that there's not new opportunities out there. Mm-hmm. Great points there to consider, Justin. Now let's take a look at Zero TNX. This is the 10-year treasury yield in MarketSmith. We did bump up against that 4% level last week. Your thoughts on where we're at with the 10-year? Well, I think uh, I think if we get back above that 4% level, we'll, we'll have to see what happens to the market because that has been an area that has caused... Uh, cause the market some problems uh, when the when the ten year treasury gets up to that level. Now it doesn't mean that it's always going to do that. There have been times where the market is able to to move move up ahead fine with the treasury yields uh, increasing as well. But it, it does put some extra pressure, especially on the growth names, because mm -hmm. the the way that the accounting and valuation and everything works, you know, it, it just kind of discounts those future values. So I think this is a line in the sand that's worth keeping an eye on and. Um, yeah. You know, it doesn't mean necessarily that if this happens, you know, go go get your canned goods and go to the bunker. But I think it's important to be aware of it because that's an important line in the sand right there at 4%. Great. Okay, now let's take a look at some ETFs. Here's IGV, which tracks the software sector. Up a strong 1.3% today, Microsoft, and I even think Oracle was that the other one? Oh nope, that that managed to gain today. But at least Microsoft and maybe some others in this uh, software space that could have weighed down this ETF. But I think this just underscores how strong the sector was today, with it still managing this solid gain. Justin, 
Yeah, and and most importantly, the way this has been trending. I mean, this is holding above the 21-day moving average line, uh, really strong gains, and for an ETF, that's that's pretty impressive. So um, again, this is just kind of highlighting where where the money is working the best, and software is definitely one of those areas that is showing a lot of strength. Yes, it is. Let's take a look at XME. This is the metals and mining ETF. After trying to break out last week, pulled in a little bit, but it didn't trigger any sell signals here. And a big day today for this area, up 2.4%. Yes. And here again, this is kind of, uh, there. there is the news out there of China, you know, stimulus, things like that that are happening. Um, and that's that's putting some upward pressure on steel, miners uh and and so on so this is an area where again you could kind of expect if there's a little bit of sector rotation this news that could be driving uh, driving the trend forward on these stocks this is this is kind of early on in the move you right. know you, you you did have that move off the bottom at 44 but you did take a nice little break and you could consider this a breakout so mm -hmm. this might be an area to look for uh some sector rotation if you're if you're looking for new names again this is saying, uh, ideally, you have some of the leading stocks already. This would be maybe look for 10%, 20%. Okay, moving on, let's take a look at OOTO. This is out of the office. Travel stocks we've been keeping a close eye on and continuing to see improvement there, Justin. Yeah, so, I mean, no doubt travel. We, we, we did see a little pullback in like jets and a lot of the airlines, uh, but there have been the bookers and um, you know, all these areas that have been looking strong. So this is still an area to watch and happy office. I love the, the ticker symbol here. Uh, it's, it's worth watching. Nice work out of the there. Next on our list, retail. Here's a look at XRT. This is something that we looked at with Mitch Schneider on our IBD live show on Friday, keeping an eye on the consumer. And it looks like we're uh, trying to get a breakout here, Justin. Another one that's had a great little break here. Um, you know, very uneven. There are some names that are just not doing as strong, but there's some that are looking very, very good. Uh, so I think it's just a matter of not necessarily going for the ETF and watering down your results, but really finding those retail stocks that are doing the best. Um, but overall, you can see that the sector's doing well. And we want to take a look at IYT transportation stocks. Just look how steady this uptrend is, Justin. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> Well, and we were looking at IGV and how impressive it was that it's uh, holding the 21-day right. average line. And this is holding the 10-day line. So, uh, and again, that's even with some of the downward pressure of the airlines, but you've got the truckers, you've got the shippers, um, you've got a lot of the transportation area that's, uh, oh, the rail, let's not forget, you know, the planes, trains, and automobiles uh, that are that are all kind of, again, looking looking much stronger than they were and you know that says something for travel as well uh in addition to this is usually good for the economy it's hard to imagine a recession happening when transports are looking so good and i think that was a point that mish was making on friday as well mm -hmm. going back to the old dow theory right yeah and one more etf before we get to some stocks and that's itb tracking home construction this is another very steady uptrend yeah, again, not something you would have expected with rates being uh, as high as they are now, but 
uh, again, they're looking forward to what, what they have to do in order to uh, meet the meet the demand because it's certainly the inventory is not there. Um, the supply is not there. And so it seems like more of these home builders are, are needing to do something to meet that demand that's out there. And this has been something driving uh, driving this industry industry forward, despite what uh, kind of the common sense was telling you might have happened. Mm -hmm. And Justin, your audio got really choppy when we were talking about OOTO and XRT. Do you mind just briefly restating your just one sentence each uh, first on OOTO? Oh, yeah, sure. So, yeah, the, the, the basics here are that travel, a lot of pent up travel demand. And so that's what's kind of driving that OOTO uh, forward. You know, the the jet. The Jets ETF may have uh, taken a little bit of a step back, but it's still, you've got a lot of these that are working um, working very well together. Mm -hmm. And XRT? XRT, you know, again, we were talking about the retail being very strong. This is one of Bill's favorite areas, the consumer, uh, but they're not all created equal. So I think that in this area, you want to really look at what retail stocks are working and those that are uh, that weren't i mean just in the retail restaurant area we saw cmg and wing get hit pretty hard um but mm -hmm. then we've got kava you know in in the retail space and and others that are doing much much better so just uh, rather than going for the etf i think if you can find your winners uh mm -hmm. that, that'll help you out kira sushi how's that one doing that's oh, still doing pretty good mm -hmm. And, and the shoe stocks that we've been talking about. Okay, now let's move on and take a look at PATH. So enterprise software, AI, what's not to like here, Justin? Yeah, it's got a lot of the buzzwords, right? Uh, so computer software enterprise has been one of the strongest groups. Um, we looked at software and how strong that that trend has been. And we have a nice little pattern here because what, what I like to see is when things get tighter. And one of the things that was bothering, I think, a lot of people about PATH you know, previously is, well, first of all, if you go to the weekly chart, you see this big downtrend. Um, this is one of those stocks that was very, very heavy on the valuation and you know got massacred uh, after 2021. Um, but look at the daily and kind of see how the the, the story here has changed now that it's gotten back above its 200-day moving average line. You've got um, the pattern that happened in February, March. That was 28% depth. Then you got a 32% depth, so a little bit deeper. But this latest pattern, just 22%, so a very shallow mm -hmm. cup with handle here. And, and I think it looks this is a lot more orderly, too. A lot more orderly, right. So tighter mm -hmm. action um, and and more orderly. It's, it's kind of calmed down. And now we've got a handle, and it's breaking the downtrend of that handle. So this is something that we added on the swing trader today. Um, volume wasn't as, as high as we would have liked it. It was looking a little bit better earlier. Um, but it was a quiet day. So it's still, you know, maybe maybe the highest it's been in the last couple, you know, a few few trading sessions. Um, additionally, if you want to kind of learn a little bit more about what what is it that they're doing? How are they using AI? What is the kind of path looking forward uh, to <laughs> excuse the pun? Uh, pun. Uh, take a look at the stock of the day today. Uh, Patrick Seitz wrote a great article kind of giving you a overview of what it is that they're doing, the documents that they're getting, you know, the data that they're analyzing and how they're using all of that to make businesses more efficient. Great. Yes. Check it out. Next on our list, we want to take a look at United Rentals. So uh, continuing that construction and industrial theme, URI is right there in the crosshairs. Yeah. And this is one where, I, I mean, you know, I was just in Europe, um, just 
driving around in, in the U.S., you see all of this construction happening. And invariably, when you're passing those construction sites, you're going to see United Rentals um, out there, whether it's a crane, whether it's, you know, it's, it's, you know di di different materials. United Rentals is just one of those companies that I keep on seeing in a lot of these construction sites. Now, the earnings uh, response was very negative at first, but look at how it made up all of that wow. ground mm -hmm. to close back above the 21-day moving average line. And not only that, but it followed up on that. So here we have another, you know, cup with handle a little bit deeper on the cup in this case, you know, not that shallow 22% that we saw with past, but a little bit more 33%. But the handle is about the same depth. So, you know, it was able to tighten up in this handle. And that's despite the fact that it had that big drop uh, mm -hmm. after earnings. So nice, nice little uh, downtrend that it's breaking above here today. So uh, this also looks looks actionable to me. And it's got a nice, um, nice bit of earnings growth here. You know, you've got yeah. not necessarily gangbusters, but it really is, you know, some solid earnings growth and revenue growth that you've had for a number of quarters going back. Yeah, and pretty stable at that. And last but not least, let's take a look at that Chinese travel stock, and that is PCOMTrip.com. So it's in the Leisure Travel Booking Group. It had a great week last week, up almost 8%, and it's following up on those gains today with a breakout of a consolidation. Yeah. So now as much as I think, you know, travel is interesting, I think China is looking more interesting. You do have to still be careful when you've come up yeah. so strongly off the bottom or so strongly from the 50 day moving average line in this case. Um, you know, I would like to see a little bit of a pause here. Uh, you did get a little bit of a pause right at 38. Um, and again, if you just draw, draw that line going back to the left, you can see that that 38 level was pretty important. It kind of hit yeah. its head on there a number of times. So I kind of like the the early entry mm -hmm. at 38 a little bit better than up here at 40, uh, but this is still within within that buy range. Uh, and again, a lot of the bookers are doing pretty well. You look at Expedia um, and and Booking.com; uh, they they've been showing strength, so it's in good company. Um, and again, when you have kind of an overall trend happening, plus you've got the China that's coming on a little bit stronger. Um, I, I like that combination. So as much as I haven't been as excited about China names for a while, um, uh, it's, it's worth dabbling a little bit in that space. Yeah, you just got to manage risk. Carefully. <laughs> yeah, and it is worth noting that Booking, Expedia, and Airbnb are reporting earnings later this week. So yeah. we'll have to see what they say and their outlook uh, for the travel market. Mm -hmm. And that is it for today, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. We will be back with more tomorrow morning on IABD Live, and we hope you join us, investors.com slash IABD Live for all the details there. And we'll also see you right back here tomorrow at the close.